This is the Big Rigs Podcast, with the latest news, information and interviews. You're driving with the Big Rigs team. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the town, not a creature was stirring except this silly old clown. With a dirty long beard, dressed in red and in white, the poor bugger sweated on this hot summer's night. Up onto the roof he lugged his big sack, full of prezzies and toys, on his old aching back. He sat on the roof with his hat all awry, the sweat on his brow and a tear in his eye. Up north where I come from, and it's so cold and chilly, I can slide this old body down the big open chimneys. But down here in Oz, where it's stinking darn hot, the chimneys are tiny, in disuse, and blocked. Oh, how can I deliver these prezies tonight, with the chimneys so small, and the doors locked up tight? The reindeers panted as they hauled on the sled. They'd give their left antler to be home and in bed. Old Rudolph snorted as he poured in the dust. What a right old mess, he said with disgust. I told him to die and get rid of that bulge if he hoped to get down these small chimney holes. Pranson nodded agreement and Dancer Ho hummed. Blitzen just grunted and Donna looked glum. They sat in a road pondering their fate when out of the bush slid an Aussie black snake. Good evening, he cried. Me mates call me Jake. Tell me, what are you lot doing out here so late? We have to deliver these prezies by dawn, or the kids of Australia will be sad and forlorn. And the old bloke up there, said Rudolph with peak, he's too fat, you see, down the chimneys to fit. The chimneys, said Jake, may be too small for him, but they're no prob for me, because I'm skinny and thin. Don't worry, boys, I'll lend you a hand, and we'll deliver these prezies across this fair land. Down chimney and stovepipe, Jake wriggled and slithered, with gifts in his mouth to the children he delivered. When finally dawn broke and the prezies all gone, young Jake took his leave to a cheer of, Well done! So when you wake up and lots of prezies you see, all nice, new and shiny under your Christmas tree, don't just thank Santa, but also our mate, who helped him at Christmas, a black snake named Jake. And that was a little ditty I wrote for my two young nieces way, way back in 1993. Hi, Merry Christmas, and welcome to the last Big Rigs podcast for 2018. I'm Kermie, getting into the Christmas spirit, and no, I don't mean the Scotch kind, I'm wearing my Santa hat. The liquid spirit will come later on. (laughs) This week we catch up with Liz Martin, CEO of the Hall of Fame Museum, to get her response to a recent community group forum in Alice Springs. We also talk to truckie Mike Williams, who many of you will know as the Oz Trucker on Twitter, about his recent heart attack scare while driving in North Queensland. We have Gary Williams' tribute to Slim Dusty, and we go out with a piece I wrote about Santa some years back, which I'm sure most of you truckies will relate to. First up, and for the last time this year, it's a news headlines with editor James Graham. Over to you, mate, and a very, very Merry Christmas to you and yours. Hi, Kermie, thanks for that. We kick off this week's bulletin with news that rookie truckie David Wicks has been cleared of any criminal charges resulting from a horrific Adelaide crash that left two dead and several motorists seriously injured. Wicks was just a week into his first job 
in August 2014 when the sewage truck he was driving slammed into cars at the bottom of the southeastern freeway. Wicks lost a leg in the accident and has since taken up paracycling with the hopes of representing Australia at the next Paralympics in Tokyo in 2020. In the latest big rigs, however, Steve Shearer, boss of the South Australia Road Transport Association, reminds drivers and operators that the court's decision isn't a licence to take safety obligations lightly, particularly in light of the new chain of responsibility laws now in place. Make sure you pick up your latest big rigs for more on this or visit bigrigs.com.au. The Transport Workers Union is calling for urgent action following a new Monash University study showing high numbers of truck drivers accessing medical treatment, but many are delaying help, in particular for mental health problems. The study shows that truck drivers following a work injury are more likely to undergo surgery and have more doctor visits compared with other workers. The study also showed that most of the health care that drivers access is provided more than three months after the injury. For mental health services, 92% of drivers seeking treatment were waiting more than 14 weeks for help. The Western Roads Federation is celebrating a win for its members around local road user charging. After months of lobbying, the WRF has succeeded in convincing Main Roads WA that local councils shouldn't be charging for restricted vehicle access permits, otherwise known as a CO, CA rather, 07. Meanwhile, the peak bodies concerned are continuing to collaborate on an alternative that will meet the needs of road asset monitoring. The looming reforms around road user charging on a federal level are tipped to be one of the hottest issues facing the industry in 2019. And finally, McColl's transport driver Brett Hood is the latest inductee to the Highway Guardian Hero Club after saving a woman's life through his prompt actions at a crash site in mid-October. Brett was on a delivery to Brisbane when he came across a man laying by the side of the road just outside of Warwick. The man had lost control of his vehicle, ending up over an embankment, injuring both occupants. Brett immediately alerted emergency services and tended to the man's girlfriend, who was trapped in the vehicle, applying pressure to the severe cut on her leg in a bid to prevent blood loss before the ambulance got there. And what a great story to end the year on, Kermie. That's all from the Big Rigs podcast news team for 2018. Make sure you pick up the Christmas issue of Big Rigs out now. And do keep logging on to bigrigs.com.au for all the latest news stories and a whole lot more. On behalf of my news colleague Kate Dodd and the rest of the Big Rigs team, have a safe and Merry Christmas. We'll catch you all here again early in the new year. Don't stress over rest. Manage your fatigue. Get alerts when you do for a break and eliminate guesswork of paper by using an electronic work diary. Stay compliant no matter where you are. For more information, visit teletracknavman.com.au. Do you listen to the Big Rigs podcast? Then drop us a line and let us know what you think, what you're loving and what we can do to improve for the chance to feature in one of our episodes. We'll also include a merchandise prize pack. Call us now on 07-3817-1770. That's 07-3817-1770. As many of you can no doubt attest, all kinds of health warning bells start to go off in our 50s. New South Wales truckie Mike Williams knows that more than most after a recent heart attack scare while driving a chemical tanker in North Queensland. Here, the 55-year-old speaks to Big Rigs editor James Graham about that frightening experience and shares his health message to other drivers who may be ignoring the warning signs. 
I think, I think people might probably a little bit too much about chemical exposure. Right. I mean, it was certainly part of the whole picture on the day, but it alone wasn't a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, was, it wasn't. Now, I can't say with any degree of certainty, and in fact, I'd say probably with a degree of certainty that wasn't the main reason. Right. So I was always, I was always going to have a heart attack. Okay. Yeah. That was. So the, yeah. Yeah. The artery was blocked. Right. 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 It was just a question. And, of, yeah. It was just a question of when. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was just that was just the trigger. Right. So you know, you got to be a little bit philosophical about it. Yeah. You know, um, I'd, uh, I'd sort of, you know, I had to go through it. You know, I've had to go through and have my uh, medical test every year because I'm over fifty. You've got to go under the medical. I've had to go and have a stress test and a and a um, what I call a stress echo, which is a uh, an echocardiogram of your heart under stress. Right. Every year, and I've had to do that the last five years, um, and I've passed every time. And I'm, I was just coming up for it again in January. I was due to go back and have it done again. Um. You know, I didn't involve walking on the treadmill and, and all that sort of thing. So, you sort of fool yourself into believing you're all good. Right. Uh, um, and, and I don't know, does that make any sense to you? Yeah. yeah you, no. you sort of, you know, you pass your test, everything's good, you know? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And it becomes just a, a, a hurdle that you've got to over, overcome. You know, like buying a wobble. you just got to go out and do it, you know? Yeah. So, Escaping that, but just make sure everything's safe. Your parking truck safely, and 
thoughts went through your mind so I better put this call through I've got to yeah. get this sorted yeah, and I've, I've had the fortunate experience I suppose of having a, having a bit of a, a wake up call in 2012 I knew what was going on I knew what it felt like right similar you know, and, I, yeah. and I thought you know Jesus feels like that was a that was a thing to, you know that Jesus felt like what it felt like before you know right and I had no had no pain in the arm, I had no pain going up the neck, I had none of the other classic symptoms. All I had was I was sweating and sweating and sweating. Yeah. It was like 35 degrees, you know. And um, I had this crushing sensation in the chest. Right. And and I thought, no, nah, we can't play this game. And, and I you know, made it really safe and I, I rang the ambulance and the ambulance were, were, were awesome. They took me to the hospital there, there and did a few tests on me and they said, oh, you're having a heart attack, mate. And, yeah. Right, and then they said, hey, you need a, a stent or two in there, is that what happened? Yeah, I ended up having, having a couple of stents put in. Yeah. And stayed in the hospital there in Townsville for a few days and, and Rose threw up and uh, my other half. And um, one of the drivers threw up from, from work was Rose. And, uh, you know, they... Uh, they went and sorted my gear out of the truck, but, but the things that I needed, you know, shower back, all the stuff that got left behind when I just got put in the ambulance. Yes. Um, and the driver took the truck back down to Sydney for me, and, and Rose, you know, organised an hotel, and she stayed there while I was there for a few days, and then we flew home. When, when was this, roughly? Oh, it's about three weeks ago now. Three weeks ago, yeah. Well, a bit of a scare. Yeah. How are you feeling? How are you feeling now? You sound like oh, you're back pretty quick. Good as a mother ball, mate. Yeah. Well, I should be back there now. If it was up to me, I would be. Yes. Um, you know, I, I feel I feel great. You know, I, I'd be lying if I said it didn't knock me out because it did. But I feel I feel good now. You know, I'm, I'm happy. You know, I've got the test on the 20th of this month, I've got to go on there. Yeah. And as long as I pass that, I'll be going back to work driving. Right. Um, but yeah, you've got to jump through, I've been to the doctor a few times, and a little meditation, and you've got to jump through the hoops to get back behind the wheel, and I, but that's as it should be. Yes. You, know, you don't want people doing what I do, or what other drivers do. Yeah. And you don't want anyone in charge of a you know, 62 ton B double. You know, it's not right. No. It's done. So, you know, there, there are hooks to jump to, and I, and I would say to anyone that, that has the experience that I've had, um, it's, you know, it's tough. It's, it's hard in the middle, because the person who goes through your mind's out of one make the mortgage payment, and, you know, uh, and if you're lucky like I've been, you know, you've got a company that stands beside you and, and understands and uh, accepts that you did the right thing by making the phone call. 
Enjoying the Big Rigs podcast? Subscribe now in your podcast app by searching Big Rigs podcast or head to bigrigs.com.au forward slash podcasts to stream and download the latest episodes. Subscribe to podcast newsletters and check out related articles. The Big Rigs podcast. It's the trucking news you need to hear. Available at bigrigs.com.au forward slash podcast and in your podcast app. Are you craving the fuel credits your business deserves? With automatic and accurate GPS data, you can calculate your claim for the best possible rebate. Save money, time and paperwork with FTC Manager. For more information, visit teletrackdemand.com.au. For almost 30 years now, Liz Martin has been a driving force behind the National Road Transport Hall of Fame Museum in Alice Springs. More recently, she's been trying to take more of a back seat and focus on other interests. But after a recent community forum meeting in Alice Springs cast dispersions on her work there, she spoke to Big Rigs editor James Graham to give her side of the story. I'm just a little bit gobsmacked that they haven't bothered to find out what's going on. I really would like to know who the community group is. Um, we're in the middle of organising a business consultant up there and the Ministry and a few other people to have this community meeting and um, I'd like those people to come along and face me face to face and show me the evidence. Yeah, okay. And the rest of the, and the, rest of the meeting, and honestly, it's quite laughable. It's right. defamatory, it really is defamatory. I would like to come up with that on public, public record. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I wanted to get in touch yeah. with you. So, so yeah. where are you at with the with the sort of you know, forming a committee, if you like, and, and trying to get a new new owner? Um, we, we have tried several ways that the government have asked us to try. All that have failed. Um, we have a shorter time. We're getting people to fill the positions because we can get plenty of people that have put their names up, but getting people that will actually do the jobs that the committee position demands of them as secretary, as treasurer, as, you know, all those sorts of things. And traditionally, uh, one of the other committee members and myself has picked up on that, so I think it's also the amount of effort that my other two committee members have put in. It's very defamatory to them as well because they work their butts off for that museum. Yes. And I mean, work their butts off. Yeah. That's disappointing. Yeah. So, well, all right, we'll watch this. It's very disappointing. There'll be plenty yeah. on this and, and hopefully something in the new year, some movement towards a new owner, a new governing body. Of yeah, yeah. Well, I've been trying to bring the Minister's office um, since the other day and um, there is a museum going in Shepparton that's going up regardless of what happens to the Hall of Fame. It predates this as well. The museum in Broken Hill predates this as well. We've been invited to participate in all of those. But what we should do is be participating on a partnership level. As for the Transport Hall of Fame in Port Perry, I mean, can you really imagine a fucking museum surviving in Port Perry? No, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Um, so, so tell no, me about the Broken Hill. The Broken Hill uh, Broken. idea. Broken Hill is um, it's about, it, it's not called the Miners Hall of Fame, it's called Machinery, Minerals, Machinery and Miners, three ends. Okay. And that's something that one of the oldest families that helped establish Broken Hill and still own a major portion of Broken Hill and the mining companies is setting up out there. And that guy is um, being very, very supportive financially and in kind to the Hall of Fame and other things yeah. and will continue to do so. Um, 
and they're honouring their family history in, in the Broken Hill. They already have 100 pieces of mining equipment. And what our goal was that we would swap some of their mining equipment to some of our trucks for 12 months yeah. and do it vice versa. For example, we've got up in Alice Springs at the moment um, four items that belong to the uh, National Motor Museum in Birdwood. Right. Now, we swap vehicles all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's um, let's see if we can. And, and as for everything, as for everything leaving, there's been one truck other than mine leave up there, yeah. and that was um, on its permanent finished up its tenure. No, uh, temporary loan agreement anyway. Yeah. Okay. And everything we've got there. He's got an agreement from the owner, and the owners can come and take them any time they like. Right. Now, a lot of people are perched, waiting to see what happens. They have not removed their stuff yet, because I have recommended to them that they don't move that somebody will step in there because it's too valuable an asset to the town of Alice Springs. Someone's going to have to step up to the plate. I retired, I'm old enough, I'm, you know, nearly 65 now. I've got to do some other stuff, including play with my Barbie dolls. Fair enough. All right. But I haven't seen for 50 years. Yeah, all right. Well, let's put, we'll put the record straight for you. And, um, and the, 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 Thank the, you very much. The doors are open. And like I say, it's an open book. Anyone is welcome to come and have a look for a talk at any time. Okay. But the, the museum's open. The museum's the key. Didn't it open? Yeah, we've actually had a brilliant year. Yeah, okay. How, how, Financially, how, before you go, how many trucks are there? Um, there's around about 340, I think, on the asset register. Yeah. And, they, and that's not including the Kenworth ones. Yeah. So there'd be close to 400 vehicles there. Yeah. But that goes from rustic right through to um, immaculate pristine condition off the production line. Right. Okay. Yeah. And about half of them are privately owned, and the other half are owned by the organisation. Okay. So even if, even if everybody came and took their trucks away, there is still the biggest truck museum in Australia with what the organisation owns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. And everybody won't take their stuff away. No. Some people may, because they don't think it'll survive without me, and I deal with that every day. People ringing me up and saying, you can't go, you can't go, it's going to die. And this is where it comes from, and it really annoys me. It's not going to die. It'll probably be different. Yeah. It'll probably be managed differently. Because I'm a control freak, and I don't pretend I'm not. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> and that was one of the problems the government had with me, is they said I had too much control. And I don't believe in the tyranny of the majority, because the business brain sometimes that doesn't necessarily ring true. Yeah. Okay. And this is what my fault is. I can't work under those conditions. I need to you know, I need to be able to manage it the way I want to manage it, the way I've been managing it for the last 25 years. Right. Like the rest of Australia, Victorian bloke Gary Williams was saddened to hear of Slim Dusty's passing back in 2003. So he wrote a tribute song to the man in the iconic Akubra. Here it is. All right, I'll sing you a song. It's called Slim Memories. And it goes, there once was a man whose name was Slim and the whole of Australia. Oh, we proud of him. He had a beer with Duncan, got a ride home with Kevin. And now the angels are wearing a Kubra's in heaven. The old cocky is singing behind the wheel of his ute. And the cheerers are rocking in their moccasin boots. Truckies would play lights on the hill. It was all of their favourite, and I bet it is still. He had the Indian Pacific rolling along, and Albert Nemajira put into a song. People would come 
From near and far to see the man in the hat dig a hole in his guitar. Well, he fought with the Roo, he bogged a Mac to the diffs, and when things were broken, he used a cob and co twitch. He poured grog into a snake, and we all know why, and the rain it still tumbles out in July. Those big wheels were rolling all through the night, and Kelly's off cider was a beautiful sight. Well, these are my memories of a man I never met, slim, dusty, a beauty, lest we forget. Well, there once was a man whose name was Slim, and the whole of Australia, are we proud of him? He had a beer with Duncan, got a ride home with Kevin, and now the angels are wearing a Kubra's in heaven. He had a beer with Duncan, and a fair dinkum grin. Now the angels wear halos with a slim, dusty brim. <laughs> and so, as we come up to Christmas, we share the joy with our loved ones. We get just as excited as our children do as they open their presents from Santa. For the most part, we share some of the day with the extended family and put trivialities aside for a while. Maybe it's time to put those trivialities aside for good. Maybe it's a time when we should reflect on just how lucky we are to live in a country such as Australia. Maybe it's a time to say, who cares if the family up the road are black or brown, Christian, Jewish, Muslim or none of the above. Because, at the end of the day, we are all just people trying to do the best for ourselves, our families and hopefully for fellow mankind. Respect each other as you do yourself. You know what? It's actually pretty easy to do it if you think about it for a nanosecond. And if the old saying is true, you know, the one about weddings and Christmas has been the worst time for family infighting, then take a moment to think of the thousands who are struggling to get through every minute. Think of the person living rough who has no one. Think of the places around the world where people are ducking bombs and bullets. Think of the folk who want nothing more than a better life for them and their families, and will undergo the direst of journeys to try and achieve the dream that you and I live and accept as a norm. From Rita and I and our family, may we wish you all the happiest, safest and most loving times throughout this Christmas and New Year. Peace to all and please take care of you. Now, let's go out on a note that I'm sure any truckie who has ever been booked can relate to, and that'd be all of you, wouldn't it? You realise, of course, that Santa Claus is also a truckie. Sooner or later, his luck was going to run out. Merry Christmas. Driver! 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 Pull over, driver! Evening, officer. Can you make this quick? I'm running late and my delivery window's very tight. Don't tell me your hard luck story, son. I'm here to enforce the law. Now, let's see. No running lights. And don't tell me the single red one up front is legal. Red lights are tail lights. Hey, you try sticking your red light up Rudolph's ass. <laughs> Not my problem, son. Where are your road trade signs? And your long load signs. And, hey, by the way, your wide Art, load signs. Art, but I fly. Don't I know. It got you clocked at 180. And you're on the road now. Let's see. Lack of signage and speeding and no headlights. We're up to about four and a half grand already. Plain to see you're overloaded as well. That's another couple of Gs. Not displaying a Rego sticker. No side lights. Mate, you are making my night, son. But I've never even had an accident. They all say that. Your load's not even tied but, down. But, but, 
No butts, driver. Let's check out your tyres. Just as I thought, worn down to those skids. This just gets better and better. Looks like you got a rear engine seal gone as well. Look at that trail of muck you left on the road. Dangerous to other drivers, that is. Open up the bonnet. Well, if I have to. Oh, let's have a look. Twelve reindeer power? You've got to be kidding. Your power to rate ratio has got to be illegal, and it's leaking from every cylinder. But I've never, ever even had a problem. Shut it, son, and blow into this. <laughs> no, no, I mean seriously blow. <laughs> let's have a look at this. Alright. <laughs> Twenty times a legal limit. Not your night, is no, it? People leave me food and drink. Yeah, and doesn't it show, fat boy? Hey, pull out your logbook. Certainly, officer. Here you go. Let's have a look at this. Bloody once-a-year truckies think you know everything. You haven't had your mandatory breaks. But I have the rest of the year off to... <laughs> you what? To do what? You have the rest of the year off to recuperate. do... Recuperate. Recuperate? Yeah, right, yeah. So you say. Where's your licence? You don't have one. You are making my night. All my quotas in one go. This is like bloody Christmas. You've got two little kids, haven't you, officer? Yeah, what of it? I know where you live. Threatening behaviour. That's it. Take him away, boys. Throw him in a cell with that dumbass Easter rabbit that we picked up for carding fresh produce without refrigeration. Come with me, my boy. Right, walk this way, my son. Right. Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the bright side of life. Merry Christmas. You've been listening to the Big Rigs Podcast. 